Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in through our online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could join us as well. It's an exciting time for our next guest. We're excited to welcome author Denise Williams to our broadcast. She's celebrating a brand-new release. It's called Technically Yours. We're going to talk to Denise not only about the writing of the book, but also what it's been like for her to share these fun characters with the world in the the response. If you guys are just now finding out about the book, we will let you know how to be able to get your own copy, as well as how you can stay connected with Denise. Denise, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. Now, look, the pleasure is definitely all mine. So congratulations to you on the release of Technically Yours. I know from social media this is something you've been excited about. How does it feel to finally be able to introduce these characters to the world? Thanks. Um, it's amazing. I actually drafted this book back in 2019, and uh, these characters were in my book that came out in 2021. So I have been living with these characters for a long time, so I'm really excited for their story to be out, um, for people to be able to get to know them. And it's an exciting thing, I think, for a lot of people that have followed your journey, Denise. I think the the cool thing about you is that you've been able to do work that you love. You first appeared on this program. I don't expect you to remember this because you've had a lot of conversations, but you were on with us a couple years ago with the fastest way to fall. And and oh, I, I, I remember, think you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I when I saw that you had a new book coming up, I was like, oh my goodness, it's good to be able to speak with Denise again. But I think the thing about your writing is it's fun, but it also is so relatable. Is that one of the things you've been able to hear from readers too? Thanks so much for saying that. It, it is. And those are honestly the the, um, the comments that really mean the most. And I love it when people think I'm funny because I'm a Leo and I'm here for that. But, um, you know, the people when they tell me, wow, this character is like me or this love story is like mine or this person is going through these struggles that I went through. Um, for me, that means the world because it means somebody is seeing themselves um, on the page or they're seeing their love story, um, you know, brought to light and celebrated. And so uh, that's really what I strive for. And those those comments really do mean the most to me. I love the fact, too, that you're able to bring us these ideas in a way that is so relatable for all ages. The Fastest Way to Fall was a great example of that, Denise. Technically, yours is as well kind of taking, you know, the modern life that we live in, but also dealing with the old school things that all of us, I think, regardless of our age, <laughs> can deal with. Talk to us about that merger, because I love that, because, of course, the idea of love, falling in love, you know, being re, re you know, kindled with a loved one is not new, but definitely the world we live in makes it makes it different, right? And you've been able to really showcase that in your work. What has that been like for you to be able to reach different generations that way? Uh, you know, I'm very lucky. I, I work at a, on a college campus, and so for this book, there is a 15-year-old who isn't one of the main characters but is a prominent character, and so I had to have a sensitivity reader for youth, um, have some of my college students read through and tell me, you know, okay, what, what would be relatable to a 15-year-old here, and where's my, uh, where am I going wrong as an elder millennial? And so I think, you know, it's talking to a lot of people and, you know, thinking through for me, what am I seeing in my everyday world and with my friends and family, but getting that outside perspective. I think a lot of authors do that. 
um, to make sure that we're representing the world in a way that makes sense and is maybe outside our perspective, which is what I try to do. But you're right. You know, those some of those emotional pieces, those relationship pieces, they look a little different at different generations or in different ages. But communication at its core is always pretty much the same. Falling in love, that longing, all of that really hasn't changed. So it's just translating it into different voices. Yeah, I think that is it's definitely true. So talk to us then about Pearl. I mean, what was it like for you to not only to be able to create this character, or maybe I should say, you know, her introduce herself to you, uh, Denise, but then to be able to slip <laughs> into her skin and, and be able to, to tell her story this way. Yeah, I am. Um, I, again, uh, Pearl was a side character in The Fastest Way to Fall a few years ago, and I always knew I wanted to write her story. So Pearl, uh, in this story, is the newly minted executive director of a tech nonprofit that tries to get kids um, involved in careers in tech, kind of like a girl to code type organization or something like that. Uh, she started out as a secretary at a fitness app company and then went and got her degree and has moved on. But we've always known her to be um, very exacting, very purposeful, very on top of things, uh, very professional. And then in this story, we also get to know in her personal life, she's very guarded. She's been hurt in the past. She's made bad choices with relationship in the past. And Pearl is a character who learns from her mistakes and will diligently work to avoid them. And so when one of those, you know, mistakes in your past was related to falling in love, it makes your new love story all that more, all that much more challenging. And that's really where um, we bring her to in this story. And so in a lot of ways, I'm a lot like Pearl. Um, some of the perspectives that she has and the uh, kind, of, kind of eldest daughter syndrome um, are all things that I hold. And so I really liked writing that character and that part of her journey in the book um, isn't just being successful professionally, which that's part of it, but it's figuring out how do you um, maintain those lines that you know need to be maintained? How do you uh, maintain your own expectations for success and, and, and being purposeful? But then how do you also let somebody in and help them um, be with you along that journey? And that's really what Pearl got to do. And I feel like for a lot of us, that's the Again, maybe it's part of that eldest daughter syndrome, but I think a lot of us find ourselves in that place of figuring out how do we let somebody in and let them be a meaningful part of our story. Yeah, I love that. And I should let our audience know, for those who are just discovering it, Denise, you also, of course, Cord, you know, of course, being the, the love interest, were able to kind of get inside his head, too. What was that like? Or is that something that you knew you wanted to do, or did it just feel like a natural thing to not only be able to let Pearl's perspective shine through, but also to let us be able to see the mindset of Cord as well. Yeah, I um in romance it's, it's fairly common, and I love to write in in what we call dual point of view, dual perspective, so mm -hmm. that you hear um, both people's you're in both people's point of view. And so yeah, always I knew I would always write Cord, and I always knew um, that he would be kind of a different type of hero than what we sometimes. Um, see in other arenas, especially in romance. He is, uh, I, I describe him as a recovering people pleaser. He mm -hmm. is not an alpha. He's a self-described grown-up nerd. He is somebody who is in love with this woman and will bend heaven and earth to make sure that she is happy and that um, he is able to love her. And that's really evident through the story. 
but he is certainly not a character who we describe as maybe an alpha male or a, a kind of a dominant character. And for me, that's really important too in terms of representation um, in that we not only show um, strong characters in all facets, but sometimes we show characters who are maybe more not even passive, but aren't aggressive, aren't assertive. I think it's important to show men who are comfortable in their masculinity, who have sex appeal and romance appeal and all of this, who are also very comfortable stepping back and let the woman in their life um, shine and take the lead as she needs to. And so that was a lot of Corey, and I really knew that about him from the beginning. So he was a really fun character to write, and he's so smitten for this woman that um, people are just, readers seem to be really just falling in love with him. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, the, the thing that is interesting um, as, you know, I was reading the book, especially when it comes to Corden, I'm so glad that you, you mentioned um, the type of man he is because, I, you know, I kind of see myself in, in characters like that. And I love the mm-hmm. idea of, you know, Cord kind of also being responsible. But there also is an interesting uh, dynamic, and you say something, and, and I'm not going to give any context to what I'm about to say, Denise. You'll know what I'm talking about, but there's an incident, a conversation that happens between Cord and Pearl, or Cord in his thoughts. We're able to know, he says, my entire life I've never known when to leave well enough alone. Um, and when he's yeah. trying to do the right thing and say the right thing, does not kind of go over at the time, the best way. No. <laughs> I totally have been there, so I can relate to this. I want to talk about that because we're able to see an interesting dynamic in this book. One where Cord is not it, it, Cord is us. I'm going to say us as the regular guys, right? But also Pearl uh-huh. being someone who is able to assert herself, right, and to be able to not be someone who just needs to be taken care of or, you know, or coddled. What was was it like for you to create that dynamic? You know, I don't know if I knew exactly that was going to be the dynamic when I was going into the book, but I started writing the characters, particularly writing Pearl and her background, and I don't think it's really a spoiler to share that part of some of the mistakes she made when she was younger was getting into a relationship where she allowed herself to be taken care of. And then the bottom falls out, and then, you know, that really puts up your guard for letting someone care for you in the future. And, you know, then we cut to her finding this man who just wants to take care of her, wants to be her everything. And in part, um, I loved the conflict that that um, that, that brewed, because I don't know that either of them exactly changes by the end, but they figure out what it means to take care of the other person or to be taken care of in a way right. that that's meaningful and that's um, the other person wants and needs. And so in the scene you're talking about, he is trying to say, yeah, all the right things. And, you know, basically I will take care of everything. And that's exactly what she doesn't want to hear in that moment. She does not want yeah. to be taken care of um, because that's triggering for her. But I also think part of her growth is the the people in her life coaching her on the fact that it is okay to be taken care of sometimes. And yeah. something I, I really love in all of my books and I love in this book is, is giving you uh, the reader a pretty good idea of who this person's support system is. And so for Pearl, that's her sister's and her sister's child, Ty. And those people in her life basically have a kind of come to Jesus moment with her, like, girl, lots of people take care of you. We take care of you. Let this man in or you're going to be alone. And that finally, you know, kind of strikes for her. Oh, I need to, you know, figure this out. 
Right. Exactly. So you bring up an interesting thing, and I want to say for those who are just tuning in on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome back author Denise Williams to our broadcast today. She's celebrating her brand-new book called Technically Yours. It is out now, technically, so you guys can really be able to get it right now <laughs> uh, through our friends at Amazon. Uh, you guys can get it there, of course, through your favorite local bookstore. We'll remind you of that. Denise, so I'm, I'm sure you get this question, but I have to ask you because that's kind of my job, I guess, is that you know, I, I have heard that authors continue to put pieces of themselves, of course, in, in their work, mm-hmm. and maybe not every character is the author or we find out something, but what was it like for you to kind of, the very dynamic we were just talking about, the idea of support system, the idea of either being that for someone else or okay with accepting that? What was it like for you to kind of think about yourself? Gosh, you know, I have amazing support systems in my life, and I, I always really have. I've been very lucky in that, whether it was my, you know, my parents and my family, and I have a huge number of cousins or my brother, um, or it's, you know, my found friend groups that I've had throughout the years. I'm an academic and I grew up in the military. So I've always moved around a lot and had lots of opportunities to meet people. And so in that, I've been very lucky. Um, This is a book, all of my books, my first one came out in 2020. So they've all been in this COVID, post-COVID, mid-COVID, whatever we're in era. (laughs) And I think so many of us kind of redefined what is that, you know, what are those friendships? in that time. And for me, that also meant finding a lot of writer and bookish friends online. And I, I feel like I put a lot of how those people have supported me in these side characters. And so all of my, none of my characters are ever based on any one person, but I just think I thought about those traits, particularly when we were in the worst of COVID and it was quarantine and all of that, you know, what it was humor. It was uh, being real with people. It was, you know, we don't live in a world of phone calls necessarily. It's the group chat. Um, and that is where so much support is happening. And so a lot of these conversations with side characters are happening in the group chat because that's real life. Um, so I, I think that's part of it. The other piece was the, and this may be a question you were going to ask later, but the relationship with Ty, who is um, Pearl's sister's child and ends up being Cord's mentee for this mentoring program And I loved how this 15-year-old rounded out kind of these other characters and sometimes pushed them in the way that only a nosy 15-year-old can, in my humble opinion, um, toward getting over their own stuff and finding happiness. But also how that relationship, that kind of adult, young adult, teenager relationship sort of showed some different dimensions of how people care for each other and, and how we all do that. And I've worked with mentoring programs for probably 15, 20 years. And so that was a, a dimension that I was really excited to show on the page too. Love that. De- definitely love the way that the, the characters are able to really be a part of this. And I think too, the, the way it, it allows you know, us all again to be able to think about as we were just talking about here, Denise, knowing about our support system, but also being okay with sometimes needing help and knowing sometimes it comes from unexpected places as well. I think that's the cool thing as well. So uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned, of course, COVID. So I want to talk to you about the world we're living in now. Now you're able to have <laughs> yeah. that that connection with readers. What has that been like for you, Denise, to actually be able to, to meet people, to see people and touch people, <laughs> you know, in this, oh my God, in this writing amazing. journey? amazing. 
it's amazing. I'm probably going to catch every cold flu and, and hopefully not COVID again, but um, I'm hugging a lot of people. So it's been phenomenal. And I have amazing local bookstores and amazing local friends. So even my first book that came out in 2020, um, we had a launch party. It was in a parking lot in December in Iowa. These are dedicated friends. We all stood six feet apart in our masks and gloves and coats and still like threw the book back and forth. So I've always sort of been able to celebrate with folks, but I was able to go to my first book convention in, um, in August. Steamy Lit Con is a new uh, woman-owned, veteran-owned, um, person of color-owned company, and they had this book convention that was amazing. And just meeting hundreds, if not thousands, of readers and getting to talk to them about what they loved about the book and sign books and take probably some very good and I know some very unflattering Polaroid photos with them. Um, is I don't know, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's definitely the best part of authoring is getting to meet readers and talk about books and hear about what they loved. But more importantly, for some people, hearing how um, your words as an author impacted their life, whether it was yeah. um, giving them hope or making them laugh or making them think about their own love story or um, encouraging them. Uh, my first two books especially had some heavier content in them and hearing from folks who are say survivors of um, domestic violence or violent relationships to say I saw myself on the page and it you know made me realize that I can find this love story or something along those lines it's just unreal and unbelievable to me well kudos to you on what you've been able to achieve and I think too you know for our audience out there it really does show you know what you've been able to deliver for readers and the readers that are showing up for you is definitely deserved Denise again everyone Denise Williams has been our guest technically yours is out now you can get it again as I mentioned through our friends at amazon.com or through your favorite local bookstore if they don't have it I know they'd be more than happy to order it for you and Denise what about yourself how can our audience stay connected with you yeah, well, if you're on Instagram, I probably am there instead of writing the book I'm supposed to be currently writing. Uh, but all my social medias, I'm on TikTok and X and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all at Nick Will Writes, N-I-C Will Writes. And then you can find me on my website at denisewilliamswrites.com. And then I always post, you can join my newsletter if you want to, I always post bonus content and deals and sales and try to do um, some fun things for readers to keep folks connected. All right. Well, Denise, great speaking with you again. Really do appreciate the time. Congratulations again on Technically Yours and looking forward to our next chat together. Yes, Cyrus, thank you so much for having me back on, and I hope you have an amazing end of the year. Hey, thank you. You as well, Denise. Really appreciate that. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. As always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let us go make today amazing. Take care.